Welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm David Thomas Lynch. David, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, first of all, I would like to send my apologies because now everybody likes this new version of Dune more than your version of Dune. Am I right? I, 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 I specifically use my middle name <laughs> to avoid all this confusion. I know, I know. But here's the thing, David. Every time you're on the podcast, I have to do one David Lynch joke. It's just the law. And it's like sometimes I don't have a David Lynch joke queued up and ready to go. Then you have to make a Dave Thomas joke. (laughs) The the Wendy's guy or the guy from SCTV? I don't know, both. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Dune, right? Am I right? Dune. Um, I suppose you're correct. Speaking of reheated properties, we will be discussing the new Mario Party game on this episode. Uh, but first, I would like to... Wait, did we already talk about Super Mario Party? We thought, well, Super Mario Party, there was an episode about Super Mario Party back when it came out. Um, so what are we talking about now? We're talking about Mario Party Superstars. Not to be confused with oh. Super Mario Party. and the, or um, Mario Party Star Rush. <laughs> I, I have to admit, all right, like, in the build-up to the game coming out, and in the time since it was released, and in the preparation for this episode, I would always have to check to make sure I had the name of the game right, because uh, there, there's just, there's, there's, I mean, for, for the longest time, right, it was Mario Party... And then the the number, the the sequential number. So what two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then you know the handheld titles, they're harder to remember because they would never have the the sequential numbering. And now they've done away with the sequential numbering, and I have to really strain to figure out which game is which because they're very similar sounding. This is Mario Party Super Rush. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mario Party Aces, I, I don't know, but... Uh, Mario Party, the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. <laughs> it's another it's another cameo game episode, so welcome back, David. This game, we're, we're going to be getting into, not, not really like a deep dive into every little aspect of it. We're really going to be focusing on a couple key points for our first impressions for Mario Party Superstars. And those key points are going to be Donkey Kong and his betrayal, which, of course, we hear at DK Vine and on the conversation always focus on first and foremost. We wouldn't be talking about this game if Donkey Kong wasn't in it or a Kong or some sort of DKU character. Uh, so we're, we're going to be talking about that. But we're also really going to be focusing on the N64 nostalgia that this game really... Wades in. It, it, it goes pretty deep because while this game pulls mini games from the first 10 console Mario Party games, it only pulls boards thus far from the first three Mario Party games. The original N64 trilogy, uh, came out 
well, in Japan in late 98, but elsewhere in the world, 99 through 2001. And it's, it's interesting that this game comes out when it does, only a couple of weeks removed from Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack and the, uh, the burgeoning N64 library on the Switch. N64 nostalgia is uh, huge right now. All of a sudden, it just kind of blew up overnight. I have a funny antidote about that I want to get to. Um, just really quick. So, I got a package, David, earlier this week. Um, it just left on the, the doorstep of the DK Vine offices and I picked it up and I'm like, what is this? I didn't, I don't, I don't remember ordering anything. And the address, it came from NOA, Redmond, Washington. And I'm like, Nintendo of America has sent me something. And then I, I could They're actually giving us advanced copies of their games so we can review them on time. That would be an amazing thing. Um, I, of course, did not think that because, you know, in all honesty, full disclosure, I've gotten packages from the likes of Rare before. So I, I'm not worried when I see something coming all the way from the UK. You know, I, I, I know it's probably something cool. It, um, I've never gotten anything from Nintendo of America, package-wise, right? So, my first thought was, it, it's some sort of cease and desist, or a legal summons, <laughs> to tell them, to tell me to, like, knock it off with DK Vine, like they're finally uh, bringing the hammer down on me. Uh, that, that was my first thought, and I, to that I would say, hey, David Lynch, David Thomas Lynch owns DK Vine. He's the owner. He's the one you want to speak to. That was like 20 years ago. Not 20 years ago. You were the torchbearer. You were the legal torchbearer of DK Vine for like the, the mid aughts or, or like the, the into the, the, the into the, the, the tens. I, I don't know, but I mean, it was a torchbearer in that I lost a game of hot potato. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I'm freaking out. My hand is shaking as I go to open this, thinking that, you know, my entire life's work is about to go down the drain. And I open it up, and I, I, I remember, as soon as I pull the flaps open, what it could be. I ordered the N64 controller for the Switch a couple weeks ago from Nintendo, and, I, and it finally showed up. And, and so I felt foolish then. But anyway... uh and it, I, yeah, so I got the, uh, I got the N64 controller, even though I haven't even tried Nintendo Switch online expansion pack yet, but I hear terrible things, David. <laughs> and to speak to that, we actually have a call. Uh, we, we got it, uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I, I went right, right after Nintendo Switch online expansion pack dropped. We got this call. I've been saving it. For an appropriate time, why don't we go ahead and play it and hear what they have to say, their thoughts on the new expanded service. Hi, Russell, and guests on DK Vine. How y'all doing? It's Bullcraft Max here calling again today, asking you guys what you think about the horrible, horrible emulation going on with the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, because this has me concerned about Banjo-Kazooie, because those Xbox ports of the games and the Rare Replay ports are very solid. They run solid. They play solid. We all know this. But if we're getting Banjo-Kazooie back on the Switch, 
back on the Nintendo platform, and the emulation is going to look as bad as the Ocarina of Time emulation, I'm going to be so disappointed and just really upset that this that 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 somehow passed QA. So I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on the emulation stories that have been coming out. Keep up the good work, guys, and yeah, thanks for doing what you do. Later, guys. Thank you, Bullcraft Max, and I'm sorry uh, about how bad Ocarina of Time looks and how there's barely any visible fog in Mario Kart 64 where you want there to be fog. Damn it! Um, uh, this Wait, no fog. Does that mean if they say they're always Superman 64, they won't have a kryptonite fog? <laughs> yeah, I well, like you know, I I imagine in the I don't know. I I don't know how it works. I'm not technically brained, David. I I wallow in the madness that is lore and in-universe characterization. I I don't know how these things are made. So uh, I I know fog was used quite liberally to hide the poor draw distance, uh, especially on those early N64 games. But, you know, sometimes they would add fog for atmospheric reasons like in mario kart 64 and or both like that south park game i i i don't know i never played the south park game oh, yeah. it's um, all like snowy and stuff so just, eh, just throw in some fog then we don't have to do any draw distance yeah people people are upset and i i you know saw the rumblings about this i saw there's a kotaku article i didn't pay it much thought because i was like all oh, people are just complaining on the internet you know people are always going to nitpick Find things to complain about. But Bullcraft here is right. I actually looked into it, you know, and, and I see the valid criticism behind it all. So is it like worse than the N64 or like just as bad and could have been better? I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's worse than the N64 in some ways because it's just, um, it poorly emulated and, it's a valid concern, especially when it comes to Banjo-Kazooie, because, again, I don't know how this stuff works, but I know Rare would always do a lot of fancy tricks, a lot of fancy footwork when it came to getting the most out of the N64 hardware. I mean, they were legendary for it. And that's why you get these emulated versions of games like, say, Diddy Kong Racing, and you've got just a whole host of issues cropping up because uh, the the emulation doesn't preserve Rare's various workarounds and it, it looks like shit in some places. And so, yeah, it it is a worry uh, with, with Banjo-Kazooie. We don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't really have anything to say to this. I, I wish I could have some words of wisdom, some uh, comforting advice to help weather the storm. But Nintendo's going to be Nintendo. They're going to take the uh, the shortest route when it comes to game preservation. I'm just happy when they preserve games at all these days. Um, so I, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what Banjo-Kazooie looks like. And... Is it bad that I'm just so happy that we're, like, going to be getting Banjo-Kazooie, the the N64 version of it, playable in some form again, um, that I I just, like, I I feel like somebody who is just settling for the lowest uh, possible amount of effort, but, you know, if there is any potential for Diddy Kong Racing to come back... 
I, I, I feel like I would, I don't know, be in poor form to complain about it too much if it's not emulated perfectly, right? Um, and and yeah. I, I think the most valid criticism about this, though, is if they're going to go through this half-assed amount of effort, the price shouldn't be as high as it is for the service. So... Well, you could pay thirty bucks a year, or you could have paid, you know, five bucks back in two thousand eight, or to uh, get a bit better version that you could still play on the Xboxes now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the Xbox versions, are, I think, will still be the superior versions. Um, yeah, no. I mean, they have I their think, issues too, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think all the issues are either inconsequential or you know, the note thing is for the better. Yeah, I mean, we we could have a long, drawn-out debate about that. And one day we will do, like, an actual spotlight on just the XBLA versions, because I feel like they're worth talking about in their own right and, and, you know, as, like, almost separate entities. And they are separate adventures if you factor in that uh, the way they connect with nuts and bolts and all the weird references to this happening before... It, it clearly, in my mind, is explained by Log making Banjo and Kazooie relive those events. So there, <laughs> hey, hey, you know I'm right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I was nodding in agreement. I know you can't tell because it's an audio thing, but yeah. What do you mean, David? You're right here in the studio. It's just we have oh, yeah. we have a right, but it's, but it's an audio thing, so we're just kind of the. Recording the dark. Yeah, no, we um, we have yeah, this part. Right. We have this partition up. Uh, it, it's a tinted partition. We can't see each other. Um, I had it installed when the pandemic began. Anyway, uh, I I don't know. Uh, wait and see. I'm I'm gonna hopefully give the the service a whirl. Mario Kart 64 whirl with my N64 controller now that it has arrived because that's really what I was waiting for. I was like, right, you know, thirty dollars a year. And then you have to pay another fifty dollars for the controls. Not well, to be you don't. Awkward. You don't have to buy the controller, but I was like, you know, yeah. I I want to do this right, especially when, if Donkey Kong sixty four, when and if if and when it comes um, to the service, then I definitely want to use an N sixty four controller for that because I, as somebody who played it on the Wii U and played it with the gamepad, um, no, no, I'm not doing that again. Anyway, N64 nostalgia um, brings us to Mario Party Superstars, the actual topic of this episode. And, you know, this game was announced at E3. And was it announced at E3? Was that when it was announced? I don't even remember anymore. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It it was an underwhelming announcement considering the hype and fervor when uh, our Donkey Kong... (laughs) Donkey Kong... Uh, EPD story blew up online um, and then all the expectation was they're going to announce a Donkey Kong game and I didn't, even if I didn't really think they were going to announce a Donkey Kong game, you know, I, I still held out hope. And of course they didn't and what we got out of the Nintendo Direct was, well, you get a new Mario Party game, but it's not really a new Mario Party game, it's a Greatest Hits Mario Party game, albeit... Except, 
Wait, so wait, are we talking about Mario Party the Top 100? Yeah, yeah. I'll, it's not Mario Party the Top 100. It's a bit more polished of a package than Mario Party but, the Top know, 100. It's 100 mini games from each of the 10 numbered Mario Party games, not the handheld ones. They don't exist. You're not wrong there. Uh, you know, where are the Mario Party E mini games, David? For real. This yes, is. I know. Why can't pay Daisy's Rodeo? This is disgraceful. It's like having a Donkey Kong Country compilation without Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze. Why would you do it? You wouldn't do it. So I, I, I haven't been very enthused about this game. And my history with Mario Party is well documented. And I, I don't feel like I need to relitigate it too much here on the conversation. But I, 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 th- I feel like I have to because every episode of the conversation is somebody's first episode of the conversation. So I'll say this. Um, I loved the original Mario Party in 1999. It was fresh. It was different. I, I 100% completed it, did everything as Donkey Kong as I want to do. And I was like, this was fun. This was, this was a clever spiritual follow up to Mario Kart 64, right? Uh, that's where that's where I left off with it, and and then Mario Party Two came out a year later. It was like, oh, this is this is more of the same. I I I, I still enjoy this, and somewhere around Mario Party Three, uh, and the realization that these were now annual releases, and being a Donkey Kong completionist. I started to feel the diminishing returns as the series went on to the point where I actively dreaded every new entry from that point on. And, and yeah, I wasn't uh, alone. I mean, I, the, yeah, the, I mean, I was getting a little burned out by the third one and then kind of checked out during the whole GameCube and Wii eras. Yeah, I, I think it really the uh, DK Vine staff of that era, and, I, and I'm including you because, David, you're you're longest tenured staff member mm-hmm. outside of me and um like i said like you know we we back then like had a very very positive view of mario party that quickly eroded as the years went on especially once we hit mario party 5 and they removed donkey kong from the playable roster and then it was like, okay, but he's still in the games. We still have to play them. We still have to cover them. Donkey Kong's still in there. We just can't play as him. So now it's even worse. Now it's even worse. And and we just burned out. And go back to the Super Mario Party episode, the conversation from a couple of years back. I really liked Super Mario Party. I thought, hey, this is a fresh take on the series it it completely revamps how you do some things, but not in a way that just makes it worse, like some of the latter Mario Party games, um, like on on the like in the the higher numberings went like like eight, nine, and ten. They they really like muddled with the formula to the point where people just people hated them. Well, everybody's in the same space. Yeah, car. Everybody's driving around in the car and. It didn't please the hardcore Mario Party fans. It didn't p- please people like me who were just kind of 
done with Mario Party. Super Mario Party, I, re- I really liked uh, for what it was worth, but apparently a lot of Mario Party aficionados didn't really care for that take. Uh, surprise, surprise. I here, Here's what I found out in the last few weeks. I am completely out of the zeitgeist when it comes to Mario Party and the the Nintendo fandom's opinions on Mario Party. I I didn't realize how out of touch I was and I feel I felt briefly like I was uh Skinner in that episode of The Simpsons where it's like no, it's the children who are wrong. And that's that's the way I felt because I just didn't understand especially the week before Mario Party Superstars came out, apparently it leaked. Um, N- Nintendo's got a serious l- leaker right now. And Maybe they should call it Plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame they don't know any. It, yeah, it le- leaked online and everybody was like, I, I was confused. I was like, why? Because why? I was out of town that weekend and I was like, why? Is everybody talking about Mario Party Superstars like it's already out? I uh, did I did I miss something? Did it come out early? Have I completely dropped the ball here? I know it no it leaked and when when something like that happens, I in good conscience can't talk about it on DK Vine like I I don't do any post about it because you know, I I don't want to be a good corporate chill, but I I think you also don't want to cease and desist from Nintendo. Right. I, I know what that feels like, even if it was just fake. It's terrifying. You don't want it. Uh, so, no, but I, I think it's it's just uh, poor form all around. You know, like, I, I feel like, um, yeah, you you could make the argument, well, Switch games are overpriced. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, people still put the work, the time in it. They deserve the compensation for it. So... I, I, I just kind of, kind of shut it out. But what I noticed when it was trending all weekend long, when people were talking about it everywhere was there was a fervor for this game, a frothy fervor that I completely didn't read in the build up to it prior to that. I was like, why are people so excited about Mario Party Superstars of all things? That is, that, that's weird to me. Like, this is just another Mario Party game and it's recycled content. Why are people excited about it? And I went into the inner circle and I asked everybody in the DK Vine inner circle, Hey, what the hell? And Jeff, uh, Jeff Onan, DK Vine staffer, a friend of ours, came forward and said, well, this is why I'm looking forward to it. It's launching with online multiplayer, which uh, Mario Party, Super Mario Party, excuse me, Super Mario Party, I almost said Mario Party Superstars, Super Mario Party, of course, only had that functionality added earlier this year, apparently as a test run for this game. Uh, it was kind of the big clue that this was coming. So I was like, I, I can see that. And it was like, not only that, but it's also kind of rekindling, reviving the original Mario Party format, which maybe wasn't broken as we thought it was. Maybe the problem was there just wasn't much to say with annual releases. And now that they've gotten away from those annual releases, maybe Super Mario Party wasn't as necessary as we thought it was. Maybe the key was just going back to how they did things in those first three games or so. I was like that. That's that's something I hadn't considered, and I can't 
get my head wrapped around that because I can't take back how sick I was of Mario Party. Like that, that is a defining aspect of my Donkey Kong fandom is trying to slog through and a hundred percent complete those Mario parties. Uh, of your on the GameCube, especially uh, Mario Party Five in particular, was a nightmare for me, David. A- and uh, like th- that was the one where I couldn't play as Donkey Kong, and I I played as Wario because you know it's like well he's my second favorite character after Donkey Kong in these games, so I'm gonna play as Wario, but it just wasn't the same. And I I felt like the boards were uninspired. The mini games are starting to get a little hackneyed and it, it just didn't have the same magic as those first three games. But I want to hear, like, what, what do you think? Like, are you, you seem to be in a basic agreement with me where the series, uh, went sour for us, but I, I don't know. Like, are, are, are we, are we synced up? Was there any point where you're like, the yeah, magic yeah, is much. back? Okay. Okay. So, I mean, there's not going to be any spicy banter between us then on this episode where you're disagreeing with me. We're going to have to save that for the calls, apparently, because uh, we, we got some spicy calls. Uh, someone knew I I wasn't a fan of some of the latter Mario Party games, and, and they were going to let me have it. But <laughs> uh, here's what I like about Mario Party, and here's what I also like about Mario Party Superstars because the the cool thing about this game is that it brought back the locale one, one of my favorite locales and not just Mario Party but in all of the Mario series any entry and that is Mushroom Village uh, Mushroom Village was the hub of the original Mario Party and it was just this, this little quaint, uh, like rural town, uh, with all these shops, right? And, you know, as a Donkey Kong fan, how much mm-hmm. we love, uh, just like t- attaching all functionality of the game to specific characters in shops and buildings. Uh, that That is right up our alley as Donkey Kong fans, as Rare fans, really. Because why hide things behind a menu when you can have that menu option just be a character with personality who you, you have fun visiting? And um, that was Mushroom Village. That was what Mushroom Village was. It was filled with a bunch of, as we knew them then, mushroom people uh not toads they weren't toads back in 1999 friendo weren't they i think isn't that around the time they changed they started calling them toads i thought the change to toads coincided with uh i and it might have been this gradual thing but i i seem to recall it was really around um new super mario brothers wii where they added all the toads that you could play as, and it was just like, toads, that's a toad, you're a toad, 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 toad. And it might have been before that, uh, but in the earlier days, they all had unique names. I mean, uh, even up to uh, 
Sunshine, right? You had Toadsworth. And yeah, Toadsworth is just derivative of Toad, but it's still a different name. Just like Toadette. She's not just Toad, she's Toadette. But in 1999, oh man, we, we had a bunch of weirdos with different body shapes and and uh, even skin colors. Like, you had non-Caucasian people in a Mario game? What? Uh, it was it was just so varied. Uh, Mushroom Village. Toads with different names? What is this, Paper Mario? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody tells me, you know, Heil, you would really like those early Mario RPG games because everything you're describing, that's what they factor into. Like, that's what, that's what they tap into, um, like a deeper look at Mario lore. I think I really like the first Mario Party game because it provides a deeper look at the mushroom world in a game where you wouldn't think it would provide that deeper look. And I think by virtue of it being developed by Hudson Soft and not internally at Nintendo, they were a lot more daring and adventurous. And, um, Mushroom Village, my fanon has always been that it's Toad's, like the the main Toad, the Toad that we know is Toad. It's Toad's hometown. I I don't know what where I pulled that from, but it just seemed to make sense to me that oh, this is where Toad was born, wasn't it? Uh, and in the middle of Mushroom Village, of course, there is the warp pipe. The, this warp pipe that would warp you to all of the. Um, the different boards in the game. But uh, even more exciting is you you would go, you would see what it looks like to go into a warp pipe, like the the travel process of going into a warp pipe. Uh, just, just a lot of cool stuff that before then had been left to the imagination. But of course, DK Vine's fanon is that this warp pipe in Mushroom Village is actually the warp pipe the Kongs travel out of every time they travel to the Mushroom World, to the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, because this warp pipe was connected to DK's Jungle Adventure, the first board in Mario Party. And that, uh, it's, it's in the Congo jungle. And so, like, because the way DK Vine understands the canon and continuity, and that we have actually been backed up in recent years by things like Donkey Kong Adventure in Mario Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle is that the Mushroom World is in a separate dimension from uh, the rare archipelago, Donkey Kong Island. And um, right, that's why they have all these toads while the Donkey Kong universe, uh, uh, world has, you know, apes and acorns and stuff. <laughs> Acorn, yeah. Yeah. So... You you go through the warp pipe, uh, DK's jungle adventure in the Congo jungle, you spit out in the Mushroom Village. And so every time the Kongs travel to do things with Mario and friends, this is where they're traveling to. And and so Mushroom Village was just this, this really, really awesome central location. And I think one of the reasons the Mario Party series had felt like such diminishing returns for me, especially as we got further into the series, was Mario Party 1. It was all original um, locations. I, I mean, it, they were all locations that took place 
in the real world of either Donkey Kong or Mario and Friends. So DK's Jungle Adventure was actually just a slice of the Congo jungle. Um, Peach's birthday cake is a little bit weirder, but it's presumably a giant cake in Peach's castle. Yoshi's uh, tropical, what is it called? Yoshi's tropical island. Uh, presumably just islets off uh, the main Yoshi's Island, you know, but th- real locations, right? And the problem as the series went on was Mario Party 2 had real locations, but they were all in Mario Land, this kind of amusement park uh, s- sort of uh, like fantasy yeah, wor- your world. Your Cowboy Land, your Space Land, your... Land. Yeah, so while, while they were physical, concrete locations, they were still completely fabricated. It, it's like going to uh, Galaxy's Edge for the Star Wars fans or the upcoming Donkey Kong Country at Universal theme parks around the world. Um, it, it's not really that location. It's just simulating that location, but still a physical place. But then mm-hmm. Mario Party 3... It all took place within the confines of a toy chest that the Millennium Star zapped you into. And, and I love the art direction for that game because everything was kind of like a, um, a paper, like pop-up book. Everything lo- looked artificial and it was, you know, a really unique, uh, style for the game. But it just meant that, oh, these are even less real. Then Mario Party 2. And then Mario Party 4 introduced the Party Cube, which was a, like, a holodeck from off of Star Trek, the next generation, where you're just. Basically, the actual Star Trek, the next generation board game does not use holodeck much. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never actually, uh, never played a Star Trek board game. The, uh, yeah, Star Trek Interactive VCR board game. Oh my god. So, I, I remember those. I had yeah, a, so I had a there's can- one where like a Klingon uh, hijacks the Enterprise and uh, you have an hour to stop him. <laughs> I wonder if those are considered canon by Star Trek uh, fans. Nah, probably get have page on the uh, memory beta. Yeah, I I had a Candyland VCR board game. Uh, now Candyland is a board game, but this was Candyland that you got to use your VCR with. And I think I played it once because it just wasn't worth it. Well, I mean, it's not like you're actually doing anything in Candyland anyway. You're just drawing cards and so you may as well just put it up on a video. My my main memory of playing Candyland as a kid was my dad lusting after Queen Frostine. And I was like, that's weird, dad. Why are you getting horny over this this?" cartoon lady on my on my game board uh learn that there's a time and a place for everything (laughs) anyway so yeah mario party 4 was the party cube and it just simulated these environments right none of them are real the mini games weren't real Uh, everything was just a computer simulation virtual reality for the characters mario party 5 was just a dream realm. So they, they were just fantasies. You, you see, you see my point. Like 
after the first Mario Party game, which played so much with the lore of Mario and Donkey Kong, my God, David, the golden banana horde in Donkey Kong 64, where did Donkey Kong discover those? DK's Jungle Adventure, because the treasure you get for winning DK's Jungle Adventure are the very first golden bananas, the in-game debut of the golden bananas. My God. Anyway, uh, so that, that's really what I love about Mario Party. And I think this is a little insight into my psyche about what I look for in a Mario Party game. And this is a realization I've come to because I, I did a hard look at myself when I was feeling like I was out of the zeitgeist. Right. When all of these Nintendo fans on Twitter and I know Twitter is not really representative of the uh, the real world. It's just Nintendo fans who are active on Twitter are excited about Mario Party superstars. I get that. But it made me realize just how out of step I was with Mario Party fandom. And I did this episode about Super Smash Brothers last time with Mitchell. And I, I brought up how, you know, I'm not what you would call a hardcore Smash fan. I love Smash Brothers uh, as an experience, as a celebration of characters and history and lore. Uh, I'm not really about the, the, the tournament gameplay and the competitive aspects and all of that. And then I realized I'm the same way with Mario Party. David, I actually hate party games. Fucking hate them. I don't like competition in video games. I love playing with my friends, but I love cooperative gameplay. I really don't enjoy uh, PvP or or player versus player versus player. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. enjoy uh, even even something silly like a party game. I, I find it just tiring and draining, and I'm not really of getting... Of course, you, you reach the end of Candyland and... Uh... Apparently, then you draw a pumpy card, and that apparently makes you worse at the game than <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Fucking pumpy. You know, we talked about, like, oh, f- game night and, and, you know, like, playing board games. I don't really like playing board games. And I realize, like, the reason for that is I just don't like competing against people. It, it's a hollow, temporary feeling of victory that that it's like a sugar rush. It doesn't last. And then if you're just completely getting walloped time and again, it, that's not fun either. I play video games to immerse myself in a universe. And so I, I came to the thought that like, yeah, of course the original Mario Party is my favorite because that is the most immersive Mario Party. And I say all of this, right? To, to set the stage for Mario Party Superstars, because Mario Party Superstars does return to that N64 nostalgia, specifically uh, in presentation, the first game, because Mushroom Village is the central hub once again in Mario Party Superstars. And granted, it's been given a facelift, you know, it, it's, it's got a modern sheen to it, but I I think that um, that went like a long way. Like I I saw in the leak that that Mushroom Village was back, 
And I was like, oh, I don't want to look at this because that would have really blown me away had I been unspoiled about it when I when I booted up the game. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's the warp pipe. And they make a big deal about the warp pipe in the, the opening intro, uh, which which I wasn't expecting. And so, yeah, I, I, I have to say I really, really love that Mushroom Village is back. Granted, they now call it Village Square. And our friends at Mario Wiki have even updated the article. It now redirects you to Village Square if you type in Mushroom Village. And to that, I say, Mario Wiki, I know you're a wiki and you have to be very clinical and sterile about these things. And me, I, I can more like bridge the divide and, and come up with workarounds. But it's clear to me this is still Mushroom Village. Mushroom Village goes further than what we see. The village square is what we see in Mario Party and Mario Party Superstars. There might be more of Mushroom Village beyond its borders, beyond the screen. We just don't see it. So I'm going to see, keep calling it Mushroom Village. Uh, and Mario Wiki, I, I would suggest you consider that on your talk pages because I, I think it's unnecessary to change it. Anyway. Um, Looks like there's no talk page for Village Square so far, oh. so... Oh, okay, well, let me teach... Apparently, just somebody just went rogue and... <laughs> let me teach the controversy then, and say this should be a discussion, because look, it, it's canon in one game, it doesn't make it non-canon if a game brings a, in a different name, just both names work. And, and it's clear to me that a Village Square is smaller than the implied Mushroom Village. It's, it's the Village Square of the Mushroom Village. Anyway, I... I I'm sorry. I, I love you, Mario Wiki. We're, we're good friends, DK Vine and Mario Wiki. It's true. We're, we're very good friends. We're, uh, we, we put aside the bear bear hostilities of, of the 2010s and we've, we've, uh, squashed our beefs and broken bread together. But I, I like that Mushroom Village is back. I have to say, I don't like that they've replaced all of the unique mushroom people with uh, your your bog standard Mario characters. Um, and then, of course, Nintendo was going to do that. Of course, like, 2021 Nintendo was going to do that because 2021 Nintendo, um, they're very weird about what characters you're allowed to use. And... They, they, of course, they've chucked this whole uh, extended cast, but I want to go through each building one by one, bring up the original character that was there, and and now the replacement. So, the Mushroom Shop is now run by a generic toad with a yellow cap, um, whereas in the original Mario Party, it was run by a very tall and lanky, uh, mustachioed mushroom person who we gave the fan a name Pierre because he looked French. <laughs> and Pierre was one of the only French names we knew as kids in 1999. Uh, some of these have canon names. Some of them have fan names. And I don't really remember which names are canon and which names we completely made up in 1999. But... Uh, so just just roll with me here. Uh, as far okay, Mario Wiki calls the uh, mushroom sh- uh, shop clerk, so I guess Pierre is the one you made up. Pierre, yeah. Um, 
I love the way the mushroom shop looked in Mario Party because there was also a wanted sign for Bowser hanging on the wall. Which implies this whole thing. When I say Mario Party 1 really uh, expanded the lore and made you think about Mario's world in ways the standard Mario games never really did. I meant it, including like Bowser has a wanted poster. Bowser is wanted by the authorities, which says to me like he's a fucking war criminal. Uh, I, I love that. And, and there's also the notion that does Bowser go to jail at some point? Uh, is he held in some sort of, um, like, uh, Guantanamo Bay for the Mushroom Kingdom? I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's intriguing to me. Uh, if there's a wanted poster, like, that must be a possible outcome at some point, and then he must break out of jail, or, uh, I don't know, like, argue for diplomatic immunity. I, I don't, I don't know how it happens, but uh, there, there's a whole backstory there that we'll never know. Uh, all of these shops, the interiors of these shops and buildings, are a lot more generic looking than they were in the first Mario Party. There, there's not a lot of detail. I mean, they, they look prettier because it's a game for the Nintendo Switch versus a game for the Nintendo 64. But it, they're, uh, they're more zoomed in. There's not a whole lot to see. Uh, kind of underwhelming uh, on the interior. I do appreciate that the exteriors all basically look the same. Like, these are clearly the same buildings. They've just gone through changes in the last two decades, whether, mm-hmm. ch- you know, employees change, ownership change, or, like, the buildings just completely change. Like, a, a place goes out of business and a new place moves in. I mean, just be thankful these aren't all Spirit Halloweens. Yeah, Toad's Shop now has a spinning coin instead of the word shop. Yeah, yeah. I like they they added new uh like flair to some of the buildings. Uh the mushroom bank. Um the mushroom bank used to be uh, run by two mushroom people um who we called Porto and Corto. I think Porto was was mentioned in the game and Corto we just made up. Or maybe Corto was in the game and we made up Porto. There, there was a logic behind there. But um, the Mushroom Bank is now closed completely. And it's been replaced by something called the Friend House, which is run by Toadette. The Friend House. Um which which just sounds like the, uh, like this really weird like um, community center. I, I I don't really know. But why did the mushroom? You think- sounds like the place where uh, incels move when they go to the friend zone. Oh no! <laughs> you would think that out of all like I'm speaking from the perspective of an American, but you would think that out of all of these buildings, the one that would have had the most durability would have been the bank because banks hang on. Banks are always merging with each other, sure, but, you know, they're, they're always building new banks, and you don't really see old banks close. There, there's a bank, like, every three feet here in the U.S., and yet here we are. The Mushroom Bank is now the friend house, and, you know, maybe Porto and Corto uh, went to jail and fraud. Uh, may, maybe, you know, Mario Kart Tour... Uh, alludes to something called Wario Bank, that Wario has opened up his own bank because it's one of the sponsor uh, sponsors you can um, 
like align with and, and like have by your profile uh, b- before a race starts. So maybe Wario Bank is now the banking powerhouse of the area and the Mushroom Bank like uh, merged with it or was completely just shuttered um, after like the um, the Great Recession. I don't know. Yeah, Wario Bank got all the bailouts. <laughs> Thanks, Mushroom Obama. Uh, the Option House is still there, but Fun Gus, who uh, was one of the few non-Caucasian mushroom people in the series, is no longer there. Fun Fun Gus, he was he was a cool character, and his name was Fun. I do remember Fun Gus did come because. Mario Wiki doesn't seem to remember that. Yeah, Mario Wiki but it doesn't does sound like the kind of name Nintendo would come up with. Or or Hudson Soft. He he says he was Fun Gus in dialogue. I distinctly remember. Okay, but uh, Fun Gus had like an earring, and he he was just like uh, he was kind of funky. You know, he was he was he was he was a cool mushroom person. But fuck it, now it's a shy guy in there, and. Uh, all the fun shit, like the talking parrot and the jukebox, are nowhere to be seen. This is just a uh, completely like, neutered uh, option place where you just change your settings, and and that's all there is. Uh, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's just a it's just a real shame. Fun Gus should be a character that is in Mario Kart Tour. That you know is is like I don't I, know. You gotta make room for sausage, Luigi. So, Luigi with a big sausage. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You you think like they they would be eager to exploit all of these really minor characters, but they they really want to sweep a lot of these original NPCs under the rug, um, in, up to and including. No, what he was, he was known as Baby Bowser in this game, or um, and then he became I think not Baby Bowser something. Um, no, it was Baby Bowser. Coop, and the, was it okay? And then or was it Koopa Kid? Well, in Mario Party Four, he became Koopa Kid because he got older. He's no longer a baby, David, and he had matured mm-hmm. into a proper Koopa Kid. But we can't bring him up anymore. He, he's 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 been swept under the rug. Along with Fun Gus and and Porto and all of your favorites, the um, the mini game house is now the data house, um, which which sounds like it would be something on a Star Trek um, VCR game, um, but the uh, the data house or data house is um, run by Kamek, who replaces Puff. The Oracle. Um, so, so these are like Puff the Oracle had a crystal ball, right? And, and she, she I think it was a she, um, she could, you know, use this crystal ball to like see your, um, see your mini games and, and stuff. And, and Kamek still has a crystal ball in there. Uh, and I, I guess I can see Nintendo. They're like, well, Kamek's the mystical Mario character. Let's get rid of this weird original character they came up with and just put Kamek in there. Whatever. But uh, rather than being a place to play mini games at your leisure or access the mini game stadium, which it, which isn't in this one, it's simply a data repository. Or 
sort of a mini game stadium. They just kind of rearranged it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But this is simply a data repository with some of the functionality of the old option house. Um, so I did, because uh, I, I played this game for, uh, you know, several hours, but I, I wanted to just get my feel for Donkey Kong. So I did make sure to unlock Donkey Kong's encyclopedia entry, spent 100 coins on it, uh, which seems pricey for one page from an encyclopedia. Like, I know inflation is a thing right now, but I didn't... Not really clear on the coins to US dollars uh, exchange rate. Yeah, it's hard to say. And I had all my coins in the Mushroom Bank, and uh, now now I, I, I lost it all. But the uh, the encyclopedia entry for Donkey Kong says, King of the Jungle, incredibly strong, but bugs out for bananas. Uh, which which is a weird turn of phrase. Like you think there's a pun there, but there, there's no pun there. It's like, are you bringing up yeah, Stanley? Like goes ape, I get you know. Yeah, you're right. Like like, and I know that's just the the type of bullshit that we make fun of. Like goes ape, you he goes bananas. More fun than a barrel full. You know, they're just it's just the typical shit you see. But bugs out for bananas. Like, what, why are you bringing in bugs? I what? guess alliteration, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but it also lists him as appearing in Mario Parties 1 through 10, which is a very generous read of the situation. Technically true. Technically true, I mean, but... We do have pages on all of those games. Yeah, yeah, I, I know... As well as the top 100. I know it's technically true, but... I don't know. It feels disingenuous at best. Like, yeah, yeah, we've always loved Donkey Kong. Whoa, yeah, we we never relegated him to NPC status uh, in those middle entries. I don't know. Um, the river, the river in Mushroom Village now takes you a rather out. It used to take you out to sea to Minigame Island, which was the actual physical setting of all of the mini games in the original Mario Party. Uh, Minigame Island. I loved Minigame Island because Minigame Island was just taking all the minigames and putting them in a plat- 2D platformer overworld. Uh, it, it, it was fantastic. Uh, it, it was like, uh, it was just like a, a Donkey Kong country adventure, but with minigames for stages. Uh, but, but now, uh, instead of riding a raft out to Minigame Island, it now takes you to a nearby mountain. You just go down the river and you go to the mountain called Mountain Minigames. Uh, and the perspective has shifted a little bit for the, the village where it used to be like almost top down and now it's angled so you see the horizon a bit. So this mountain presumably was always there. We just couldn't see it before. But uh, Mountain Minigames takes on the role Sort of, sort of the role the minigame house did in the original, including, as you brought up, a minigame stadium. Um, it's just where you go for casual minigame play, divorced from the board, the, the board game, uh, mechanics of the main Mario Party. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's fine. Like, I, I like, I, you know, it, it's like they didn't have to do it completely how they did it in Mario Party. Um, I mean, I do wish they kind of did so there'd be like more of a single player mode. Yeah, yeah, that that that's 
my problem too, but I take it it's not really a problem for the the hardcore Mario partiers who they're they're in this for the multiplayer experience, they're in this for the party game revelry. And I think we're odd ducklings, David, in that we we want a more rewarding single player experience. And every time No, it's not our fault they don't call it uh Mario just sit around by yourself. Mario pity party? I don't I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every time they've tried to, uh, to fuss with the formula and, and tried to make the single-player experience more rewarding, what they've done is actually just simplified it and, and actually reduced the, the amount of features. And, and I appreciated it at the time. I think it was like Mario Party 6 where they really started. Yeah, I thought Mario Party, the top... Uh... Hot 100 or whatever it was called. Uh, I thought they had the right idea. You know, you just have a the mini game island, and there's barely even a multiplayer mode at all. <laughs> I actually haven't played Mario one, Party the Top 100. Only yet. one board. I, I I can't speak to that because I haven't played it. Whoops. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I mean. I I, I wish they had more personality in all of this but for 2021 Nintendo and further weird internal rules about characters they can use uh this is as best as we were going to get and i'm just happy to see the location back even if uh the the liveliness therein has kind of been stripped away um but donkey kong himself let, let's let's talk about donkey kong because even though pierre and puff are nowhere to be seen. Donkey Kong is in this game. He is playable in this game. And and I know this game basically uses the engine from Super Mario Party, but Donkey Kong's got some new animation in this game. Uh, and it's lovely. It's quite lovely. I like the way Donkey Kong moves in this game. Uh, he, he looks great. And there, there, there's this, this one little pose he does. Where he uh, goes to straighten his tie, and he like has this like look like, "Damn, I look good," right? And, and, and it's it's yeah. it's like I don't know if I've ever seen Donkey Kong do this, where where he Isn't actually his victory animation in Mario Party three, I think, or maybe two. Or yeah, one. yeah, he has straightened his tie in those. You're you're right, but it's never looked this clear because Donkey Kong looked like shit in those games. <laughs> So, like, like, not not as bad as Super Smash Brothers. Not like w- with the weird yeah, cone no, head, but it's exactly as bad. It was, pre- it was pretty rough. Um, I mean, at least his. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. His head was a lot less triangular. But but here we've got you know a, a nice rendered Donkey Kong, and and yeah, you you see him like straighten his tie and his eyes kind of squint. Like that's right, thirsty much. It, it's it's cool to see Donkey Kong with a little bit of swagger because that's the way I think Rare always betrayed him is like he he, he was you know lazy and a bit of a goofball uh, but he 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 did have this kind of cheek to him this 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 little level of like '90s cool that I think sometimes Nintendo gets away from when they portray him as as what we would call a toothy grin jackass where he just bears his teeth like he he is high on bath salts and speaking of the toothy grin this this has caused quite a bit of a stir i mean a a mild stir but enough 
of a stir where Game Explain is doing a video about it. Uh, the, the toothy grin, gummy smile ratio in this game. Uh, they, I, I think they really balanced it. They try to balance it, um, almost 50 50 for the very first time. Usually in these games, Donkey Kong's all teeth or he's no teeth. The teeth might appear maybe in, in one or two scenes or animations, but it's generally like gummy smile. Here he, like, it, it's, it's back and forth, back and forth to the point where it looks like his teeth retract into his gums like Wolverine's oh. claws. Well, uh, so what's your explanation? Uh? I mean, that, that, that's not what's happening. Um, so, um, DK Vine staffer Matt, uh, b- brought up the other day, he, you know, the, the, the fact that since, like, I don't know, for the, for the past 10 years or so, uh, or maybe longer, Donkey Kong's, um, chin has gotten bigger. And, and uh, like from from the way it was during the rare years, and my theory is they made it bigger because the big teeth didn't look right when it was smaller. Like th- there's no room to accommodate the giant chompers Nintendo wanted to portray him with, so they they had to make the whole package larger to to fit that. Um. But in recent years, they've kind of gone back to the gummy smile a little bit. And they realize, like, Donkey Kong just looks good doing the gummy smile on occasion. And and not every occasion calls for the toothy grin. So, you know, you saw this in, like, the Banjo-Kazooie Best Friends trailer for Smash. And and you're seeing it here where he just goes back and forth. And I, I think, like, my explanation has always been that his teeth are always there. He's just like, his, his lips are over them. He bears his teeth when he pushes his lips down. And look, it's not perfect, I, I will admit, but we don't need a prosthetic golfing fingers level rationale behind this. It is what it is. And, and I think what Nintendo needs to do, though, that what they really need to do is just reduce the size of the teeth just a little bit, like, like, have them cut them in half, and, and I think it wouldn't look as weird when he goes back and forth between. So the like two. only his lower jaw. Yeah, yeah. Like you look at what Rare was doing before the buyout. What, what where they were planning on taking the look of Donkey Kong and things like Donkey Kong Racing. They were giving him teeth in Donkey Kong Racing, but they were very small teeth. They they were actually appropriately sized teeth for a gorilla, and, and um. I, I think maybe not that small because I'm, I'm willing to meet Nintendo halfway with this because I have a lot of say in the matter. But, you know, maybe just something that's um, more modest in size. Uh, you don't need enormous hedge clippers in your mouth. You, you, you can get by with uh, something that's, you know... A little bit more demure. I, I don't know. But I mean, do you even need teeth to eat bananas? I've never actually eaten a banana without teeth, so I wouldn't. I mean, couldn't tell you. I mean, I still use them because I have them, but 
No, I, I, I'm pretty sure you can you can uh, just mush it down. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, a banana itself will pretty much slide down your throat uh, without Unless much provocation. Like with the peel, Sea of Thieves style. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't. You'll, you'll need your teeth for that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I I really like the way Donkey Kong looks and moves and feels in this game. Um, he's he's fun to play as, like playing these classic mini games, uh, especially from the N sixty four era. But with Donkey Kong looking this good, uh, it's a treat. As a Donkey Kong fan, as somebody who plays these games just because Donkey Kong's in it, uh, I I do really enjoy that aspect of it. And um, my only big complaint, David, is where the fuck is Diddy Kong? Because Diddy was playable in Super Mario Party, and this game uses the Super Mario Party engine. Yeah, but... doesn't acknowledge anything else from Super from the Mario Party games that didn't have numbers. So I, I know, but you could have put Diddy in it. You could have put several of these characters that were in Super Mario Party in this game. It it just feels like two steps forward, like one step. No, we'll say two steps forward, five steps back when you reduce the 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 amount of characters in this game. And, and you know, maybe they wanted to keep it like a more classic roster, but then why is Birdo there? Like, I'm glad Birdo's there. I love Birdo, but why is Birdo there? I Well, because according to the data house, um, to see which other Mario Party games Birdo has been in. I don't even remember. I think, well, let's, let's take a trip to the data house and find out. <laughs> we could just look at Mario Wiki. No, 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 no. The data house. All right, well. Uh, okay, so there's the encyclopedia. <laughs> no, seven, eight, and nine. Seven, eight, and nine. All right. I, I, Not even ten. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they wanted just like something representing the, that period. Like, and it's like, we don't have any boards. We have very few mini games. So let's get a character in there. But I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, wh- what would it have hurt to have, somebody like Diddy in there. And it's just this weird problem we're having with Diddy. Diddy Kong was in Mario Party 9, right? Did he appear in Mario Party? I don't know if he was playable in Mario Party 9. He was not. Just remember, there was that whole stretch that Donkey Kong wasn't even playable. He was playable in one of the handheld games. And then he was playable in Super Mario Party. Yeah. Well, the handheld ones don't exist according to this game. Well, this game is a celebration of the first 10 console games. Maybe they will do a celebration. Uh, no, they'll never do that. But um, yeah, it's a problem we're having with Diddy. It, it really is where it's just a complete crapshoot whether or not he gets into a cameo game these days. He still isn't in uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. And that's shocking to me because I was the one uh, on social media saying, calm down. This is Camelot. They love Diddy. Diddy made his uh, cameo game debut in a Camelot game. It's where he got those prosthetic golfing fingers. Diddy will be in it. And, you know, we, we've had a couple waves of DLC and and still no Diddy in that game. And, of course, Mario Kart 8, Diddy wasn't in. And it's just like, you know, wh- why are they being so weird with Diddy? And, and I, I don't have any concrete 
reasoning or I, I can't even understand the logic because sometimes you can read the tea leaves and you're like, well, clearly because Donkey Kong now has more internal brand management, uh, they don't want Diddy appearing in this. But that's not the case, you know. Uh, so because, you know, they, I, I, they don't care that Diddy's in Mario Kart Tour. Um, so what, what's what's the hold up? I don't know. Um, anyway. Let's just talk a little bit about the boards that uh, were selected for. I, I guess the launch because they they've they've looked at the the the, the data the, the data not in the data house but they've looked at like the 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 files of the game and clearly there's plans or or the room for DLC or updates down the line. So there might be more boards in the future, but at launch, there are uh, only five boards uh, when, when you start the game. From Mario Party, you have Yoshi's Tropical Island and Peach's Birthday Cake. From Mario Party mm-hmm. 2, you have Spaceland and Horrorland. And the only one from Mario Party 3 is Woody Woods. What do you think about this selection? Uh, do you, do, you, yeah. do you think they picked the right boards? Are these the most popular boards with the Mario Party fandom? Well, I suppose you'd have to ask the uh, Greater Mario Party. Fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give you my list. the 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 boards I wish were in this game. The ones I always think of when I think of the first three Mario Party games, and the ones that I very much hope will be added via DLC or free update. Um, so for Mario Party, just just one, I'm going to go with DK's Jungle Adventure, obviously, because it is one of the only Donkey Kong-themed Mario Party boards, and it's delightful. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um... Mario Party 2, I'm going to pick Pirate Land, naturally, and Mystery Land. Because the fun thing about Mystery Land in Mario Party 2 was that it played with um, conspiracy culture a little bit. It, it played with, like, ancient aliens, and um, you had, like, the... the Loch Ness monster in the background, just just really weird shit that you wouldn't expect to see pop up in a Mario game. And uh, for Mario Party Three, Deep Bluebird Sea, uh, because it was an underwater board, which I felt was really unique. Um, I, I like that Woody Woods is in it. I, I agree with the choice of Woody Woods. I think that is a solid representation of the best of what Mario Party Three has to offer. Um, Spaceland and Horrorland, yeah, they're all right, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I just prefer Pirate Land and Mystery Land, just down to personal preference. I think, uh, for the Mario's Rainbow Star from the first game, because that was like the first board, so if you're going to be nostalgic, you might as well go all the way. Arguably the first board. It was listed last, I think. I think DK's Jungle. Oh, I thought it was listed first. What's that? I thought it was listed first. I thought it was listed last, just the way the men. I think it was uh, one star, but I think it was listed last. I'm pretty sure DK's Jungle Adventure was listed first, because in my head, I was always like, damn straight. Um, But 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Peach's birthday cake is a weird one for me because I'm like, you pick that one. Um, and granted, it does give us the delightful visual of the Donkey Kong's ass cake topper. So I'm <laughs> thankful for that, but I don't know. I always use more Donkey Kong's ass. Yeah, it, it's it's always nice. Donkey Kong's ass is the great unifying force of the world. In these divisive times, David, where the U.S. is teetering on uh, civil war, if, if, you know, if only a cold one, and, and, and you know, just international strife is rampant, and, and you know, the, the pandemic has made us more isolated and at each other's throat. We need things that bring us together. And one of the only things that everybody, everybody can agree on is that Donkey Kong has a magnificent ass. It's something that Donkey Kong video game fans all understand. It's something Donkey Kong Country cartoon fans all understand. And it's something that the fine folks behind Mario Party Superstars clearly understand. I I think I need to write um, like a, an editorial about how Donkey Kong's ass can bring us together, or else I'll just call into C-SPAN. Anyway, so and then for Mario Party Three, <laughs> that game have a, a board called a uh, blowhard. So we'll wait, what? What was it called? Blowhard? Blowhard? Is that like the porn parody of Die Hard? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh, it's... Okay, it's one of the dual boards. Dual board? Oh, okay. You're right. It was it was a dual board. Well, I don't think the dual boards will be uh, will be back, but you're right. Blowhard. Okay. All one word. I was thinking blow space hard. Uh, also a Christmas movie. But, uh, yeah, there there is Gate Guy, Arrowhead, Pipe Squeak, Mr. Mover and Backtrack. The dual boards I didn't really like. I, well, it's because Donkey Kong's char- default character can't attack. <laughs> I know I haven't really been very complimentary towards Mario Party 3 on this episode. So I, I will say one aspect of Mario Party 3 I love is the plot. The Millennium Star. And, and bringing to life the die. Uh, tumble. I, I I like that, and, and I I like it. It felt like a satisfying conclusion to the Mario Party trilogy at the time because, you know, um, the central conceit behind Mario Party is who is the superstar, and who is the true superstar amongst this grouping of characters. And in Mario Party, they all just decided to call it a draw at the end, and they said spoilers. We are the superstar, which, you know, it's, it's as nice and schmaltzy, but kind of a cop out. Mario Party 2, uh, it was all just, uh, a pantomime, uh, a performance, uh, maybe an actual, like, competition, but still done for the benefit of an audience. So it was kind of inconclusive. Uh, the, the whole idea that they were going to get to name the amusement park or, uh, themed land. Uh, wasn't the case. They, it was always going to be Mario Land, so it was just kind of a, a a farce. Mario Party 3 was the only one to end conclusively by saying this character 
is the superstar and is worthy of possessing the Millennium Star. The power of the Millennium Star goes with this character. And in, in my headcanon, Donkey Kong, of course, got the Millennium Star and set it free in the rare archipelago. So the Millennium Star is like this powerful deity just like watching things from on high over Donkey Kong Island or, or somewhere. So, uh, that's, that's my, uh, that's, that's my, uh, understanding of the events. Anyway, um, well, maybe they'll add dual boards and maybe I'll get your blow hard. I don't know. So mini games, uh, the, the mini games, you know, there's a hundred of them. I think it's fine. As always with Mario Party, there are a lot in there that I like. And there are others that I absolutely loathe. It's always going to be hit or miss. And some of them are from Mario Party, the top 100. Others are not. <laughs> yeah. So, there's some like Wii Air ones where they're like, instead of waggle, it's the touch screen. Yeah. I, and the Mario Party 7 ones where you have to start to yell into the mic. It's a bit weird. But uh, in this one, they, of course, did not have any of those games. It's a bit weird because the implication then is that these are not the top 100. Like, by default, you, you've got some lesser ones in here. Yeah, top 50 or so, and then a bunch of rubbish. Um, they, they look great. Like, they all look great. Uh, I'm surprised, shocked, honestly, that Tug of War came back in any capacity. Because that, yeah, weirdly enough, that was one of the ones from the top 100 as well. I would think that Tug of War would have been permanently retired, considering the legal headache it caused turn of the century nintendo it, it's it would be almost as shocking as seeing diddy kong racing being acknowledged in 2021 but here we are and that just happened so i i mean like tug of war of course i still got the scar on my right hand from tug of war it's faded over the years but if you hold it under the light just so you can still make out the vague indentation of the N64 controller stick, which, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm proud about it. Well, they, they actually added a disclaimer now to say, like, to avoid irritation to your skin and or damage the control stick, do not rotate it with the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I guess the disclaimer, they're like, all right, this this clears us of, of any potential uh, liability. And the top 100 had no such disclaimer, so, you know, if you want to, you know, break off your uh, circle pad, then... Go ahead. So wait, we can get a class action lawsuit going against Nintendo for that one. Um, Although to be fair to the circle pad, it's more of a slider-ish thing. Yeah. So it doesn't really irritate your skin. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should call a lawyer and say, look at look at my hand. Only one thing could have caused this. I want money. Uh, but then Nintendo would be really mad at me, wouldn't they? And I, I can't get Nintendo mad at me. You know, I'm impressed by how many of these mini games are able to retain the original charm and feel the way they did on their home consoles, especially the N64 era, while having that modern aesthetic, that modern sheen, looking pretty gorgeous for a Mario game that isn't Mario Kart 8, which of course I think sets the bar for a Mario game looking like absolutely amazing with its uh, realistic graphics um i mean i i was having fun i have to admit like as much as 
you know, Mario Party burned me out. Going back to some of those original, like, Mario Party mini games from the first three games, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually like this. And they play great. Like, uh, I, I have no complaints, really. Um, yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're just, uh, they're mini games. I mean, I, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. It would it would have been nice to have something like Minigame Island or the Minigame Coaster back. You know, the, like something to tie them all together. Yeah. But here's my question, David. So, mm-hmm. Mario Party established that all the Mario Party minigames take place on Minigame Island. Mario Party 2 established that all of those minigames take place along the Minigame Coaster. And then later on, of course, you know, um, the Mario Party 3 minigames take place in a toy box, a uh, toy chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Party 4, it's a hollow deck. Mario Party 5, they're dreams. And yet you can play all of these minigames uh, in this game. They're all accessed by from Mount Minigames. So I think that all of these minigames are actually VR simulations of the original ones. Uh, Mountain Minigames is a very intricate piece of tech uh, meets landscape. And, and so you're not actually going to the the same location you played, um, I, I don't know... Um, Bumper, bumper balls, balls or whatever. Yeah, yeah there. Um, you're not actually visiting that that original location. You're in a simulation of it. So those are simulated, even if the boards that we're visiting are the real places. And the, and they are the real places too. And it's really cool because when you visit them, that they, they have kind of like this, like twenty years ago, this is what happened here, and here's what's happening here now. And, and you almost have like a real tactic acknowledgement of the passage of time, like uh, Yoshi's Tropical Island. It's like the superstar came here and helped out these Yoshis and then they made a home here and they've been waiting for a superstar to come back ever since. And that makes it sound like those uh, like Japanese soldiers at the end of World War Two who never knew World War Two ended and they were still like stationed waiting for orders. Um but I, I, I appreciate stuff like that. World building, actual world building in a Mario game. Uh, and a Mario Party game, which we haven't really seen in, in quite a long time. So even though there's no real story behind it other than this vague notion that it's time for a Mario Party nostalgia trip. Let's all get together and have some nostalgia. Um I don't know. I, 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 I like what they do with it. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty appealing package overall. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we take the calls, I do want to ask you, and I think this is going to be a stupid question to ask David Thomas Lynch of DK Vine from Heil Russell of DK Vine. Which characters would you like added via a free update or DLC? I don't know. He just uh, plays Donkey Kong all the time, so, you know. Um with baby Rosalina. <laughs> Maybe pink gold peach. Sausage Luigi. Yeah, a sausage Luigi. I was going to say, it would be great to really like flesh out Sausage Luigi a bit more. All right, we got, we got some calls. 
Uh, let's let's play the first one. Remember when I uh, alluded to a, a salty, sassy call who is taking me to task for my ignorance when it comes to Mario Party? Yep, here it. Wait, here it is. I believe so. Okay. Hey, this is Jeff's friend, G-Mentor. Um, look, in short, I'm part of a greater Mario Party community. I kind of know, like, the hit, like the history and, like, the series, you know, from the back of my hand to the front. Um, in general, like, the Mario Party community finds that the top three games are Mario Party 2, 3, and 6. And then, you know, like, a, a tier after that is, like, 4, 5, 7, 1, you know. So, like, and then, of course, tiers after, uh, underneath that, you've got, like, shit like, you know, Mario Party 9. And then underneath that, you've got Mario Party 10. Um, and then some of the 3DS games are also seen as just like lackluster. So the reason why I'm saying this is just to give you context that like the GameCube games are seen as essentially on the same like level as the 64 games. And I understand this is a, um, you know, Donkey Kong related podcast. Um, and Donkey Kong was removed as a playable character starting in Mario Party 5. Uh, my question is, is that really when you started to get unenthusiastic about the series? Is it just because Donkey, it's just, just because you couldn't play a Donkey Kong? Cause, yeah, remind me, Mario Party 6 is like, it fights with Mario Party 3 and being the best Mario Party game, according to the community and fans. Um, they're just both high quality party games. Um, and you know, Super Mario Party was, you know, it, it it was above Mario Party 10, Mario Party 9. It was kind of an average game. And then this game, the one, the new one is amazing. You know, it's, it brought back my hype so much. I already had a hype for the series just because, you know, I played the older games online. But this new game is fantastic. I love it. It's, it's like amazing. Um, it has Donkey Kong. That's cool. But really my question is, how important is it for Donkey Kong to be playable in a game? Is it possible for you to allow him to just be an NPC? Does Donkey Kong have to be playable in whatever game he appears in? Um, thank you. Thank you for the call, G-Man. G-Man, sir. And a representative of the greater Mario Party community. So, as as I've said, G-Man, as I said at the top of the show, throughout the show, I fully acknowledge I am out of the zeitgeist. I am out of the groupthink, the hive mind, when it comes to Mario Party. I don't like party games, or, or rather, I don't play these games for the same reason that normal, well-adjusted people play them. So... When you say like Mario Party 2, 3, and 6 are the best, um, I'm like, I like the first one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's because Donkey Kong is playable. And because, you know, if Donkey Kong is playable, then who else are you going to play as Daisy? I mean, I like Daisy. I'll take Daisy over Peach. But, I mean, yeah, it, it just gets into diminishing returns for, you know. Um, I, I think. To your question, no, I mean, I, as I've, as, as I've said, as I've been upfront about, 
Um, my problems with the series started long before they removed Donkey Kong as a playable character. It was really three. Your favorite <laughs> that that I uh, that I started uh, chafing uh, against the series a bit. And, and part of that was just like the, the whole notion of cameo games, right? The, these appearances, uh, the Donkey Kong was making in Mario titles. They were getting old by 2001 for me. Um, as much as I like Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, and as much as I like the first two Mario parties and love Super Smash Brothers, of course, it just, it felt like what 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 is happening here? What is happening? How how is Donkey Kong now appearing in more of these games than in Donkey Kong games than than at the time in rare games? And you know, Mario Party Three came out. It, it was the first DKU game to come out after Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, and so it it, it just felt like a massive come down in the historical context like like yeah. even ignoring Mario Party to Mario Party when you look at yeah, it think about it um Mario Party 3 was the game that like all like the demo kiosks had when like the N64 was pretty much dead yeah. and the controllers were broken and everything's that yep there's Mario Party 3 yeah Mario Party 3 was like um the the sad um like wake for your relative that nobody really liked, but you've got to go to it anyway. Um, it, it was, I don't know, like, coming from my perspective, I had been in the game after Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, which at the time was this, like, genre-breaking, like, immersive, cinematic experience that, that like, shattered the taboos and, and, like charted this bold direction for this character uh, that we were familiar with. Like Mario Party Three just felt so rudimentary, and and just like here is another Mario Party where Mario and friends get into an argument and they settle it by rolling dice. And it just felt like there were zero stakes after I saw Barry get gunned down and conquer enter a life of depression by getting everything he ever wanted. Um, so that's not what fair. If Conquer, what if Conquer was in Mario Party and that was three and that was like the follow Holy shit, follow-up. sign me up. Sign me up for Conquer and Mario Party. That would, yeah, I would have, like, uh, that would be my favorite Mario Party. Just trying to sort that out. Uh, and I, I fully recognize G-Man. It is, it is, I'm the only person who has ever faulted Mario Party 3 for not being Conquer's bad for it. <laughs> like, why am I comparing the two simply because they are DKU? And, and that's, that's stupid. And I, and I get that. So, um, I, I recognize I'm in the wrong here, but no, it, it wasn't that Donkey Kong, um, was removed. Like, uh, my problems with the series started before that, but I will say that Donkey Kong getting removed as a playable character Therefore, did remove any personal stakes I had in what was happening. Um, it, it was, it was terrible because it was the worst of both worlds. I still had to buy the Mario Party games, but now I couldn't play as one of my favorite characters in all of fiction, in, in all of entertainment. I, I could not play the reason I was buying the game. 
And I don't think Donkey Kong has to be playable in every game he appears in. Mario Golf for Game Boy Color is a game I adore. And Donkey Kong only appears in a brief cameo at the very end. And I don't fault for that. So I, I think if a game feels unique and fresh and has an enticing world that appeals to me, um, then, then Donkey Kong can just make a cameo appearance. Uh, I, a recent example, it's not Donkey Kong, but Yuka and Laylee make a cameo in the game Demon Turf, which has just been published by Platonic Friends, and we're going to be talking about it on the next episode of the conversation, barring any, like, crazy news breaking. And, and uh, I don't have a problem with that. Like, uh, but again, like, that, it's kind of apples and origins comparing that to a Mario Party game. So, yeah, I mean... So what you're saying is that unless uh, you can play as either Donkey Kong or Joe from off of Mario Golf, then it's complete rubbish. Essentially, I'm saying that, but I'm saying that without saying that. <laughs> no, I think since Mario Party has been dialed back from the annual releases, I I seem to enjoy it more. While I was not enthused about Mario Party Superstars, I have I have enjoyed playing it, and, and so therefore, like. I think if we can strike a balance, right? Like, I liked Super Mario Party because it felt fresh and different. But I like Mario Party Superstars because it feels like uh, a return to form. So, I, I don't really know if I if I want, like, a Super Mario Party 2 or a Mario Party Superstars 2. Um, but, but, you know, I would even allow, like, two per system, a, a game that does something different and a game that's more of a, a classic greatest hits compilation. Um, that would be fine. Just just stay away from the annual releases. Like, let's never go back down that route again. I know they sold. I bought them, so I, I contributed to my complaints. But it, it just... I, I feel like a game needs to say something. I, I, a game shouldn't exist purely to turn profit. There should be some artistic merit behind it. And I think Mario Party, especially the ones you listed in the lower tiers, I think, um, like a seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, ten, whatever it was. I think, um, they were just making Mario Party to make Mario Party. And that's really where the series went wrong. I feel like they, they if they stretch it out a bit more, um, and, and put all their good ideas into one game and, and, you know, had it be even a, a biannual release, um, I wouldn't have gotten burned out as quickly as I did. But also, I recognize I'm a freak. I'm a weirdo. And I'm okay with that. Um, and I, I just hope you, you understand that it's just my opinion. And I'm not saying this is the way it is. Because clearly, I am not part of the Mario Party community. Although I do love Woody, and I do love one versus three mini game tree. Anyway, since you brought up like you know which Mario Party game is best, um, so apparently your in-game profile uh, you can you know fill out your favorite game, your favorite board, etc. Yeah. And uh, also uh, uh, you can uh, you know go online that actually tells you which uh, games uh, everybody else says is your favorite. So uh, the uh, it's going to read the. Uh, Top 10 uh, list right here. All right. The uh, worst Mario Party game ever, by which I mean the... I mean, there's no ranked choice voting, so it's the least amount of people said it's their favorite, was Mario Party 7. 
Then ninth place is Mario Party 9. Eighth place, Mario Party 10. Seven, Mario Party 4. Six, Mario Party 6. Five, Mario Party 5. <laughs> and then four is Mario Party 8. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that was the first one they did for the Wii, so I guess a lot of people had that anyway. Wii, Wii, Wii babies, is, yeah. Yeah, third place is Mario Party 3. And then second place, Mario Party 1. So therefore, Mario Party 2 is the best. I'm shocked Mario Party 1 got 2, because I feel like I, I... I That's what I listed as my favorite, but I, I felt like um, G-Man really put it in the, the second tier um, and and really lauded 2 and 3. And apparently 2 is... Yep, the people have spoken. 2 is... 2 is the best. 2 is also the only one that was available on the Wii U, um, the virtual console. So maybe that's why it's... Uh, it's so up there is is that it's the one classic Mario Party game that has been readily available to play. I mean, I listed two as my favorite. You know, it's just uh, yeah, because the first one is like you know the most fresh. The second one, you know, improved on some stuff, so wasn't quite getting burned out just yet. So one aspect of two that we haven't talked about is that all the characters wear costumes uh, on every board. Yeah, that one did not make it into the boards on this one. <laughs> no. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Nuts and Bolts, how all the um, NPC characters would take on personas in each world. But I also, like, my my biggest problem with Nuts and Bolts is that the worlds are artificial, which is my problem with those uh, Mario Party entries from, like, three onward. So, anyway, let's, let's go ahead and take our last call, and then we'll wrap everything up with our final thoughts. Hey, guys. Rick here. I gotta say, this this is the most fun I've had with a Mario Party game since eight. That and that was such a long time ago. But this one, this this one's great. And I mean, it's just what you want it to be. It's what a Mario Party game should be. You know, there's not like it's not really anything new about it. But since considering what we've had to go through since then, this is a great experience. Um, <clears throat> as for Donkey Kong, as I'm playing as him. I couldn't help but notice his legs. He hasn't he hasn't been really working them legs lately. I, it's very strange. If they look very sticky, that didn't work. Um, but at least his ass still looks great on Peach's birthday cake. <laughs> Thank, thanks for the call, Rick. See, everybody loves Donkey Kong's ass. And apparently everybody loves Mario Party 8, <laughs> the fourth best Mario Party game. I know, I, I was shit-talking Mario Party 8 earlier, and now, come to find out, it's one of the favorites. Again, I, I'm just so out of touch. I'm not on the TikTok. I, I don't know what 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 a glow up is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm old. I'm old. I, I, I don't... I mean, it's probably nostalgic. It's like the Wii was more popular than Jesus, so, you know. It was. It really was. Um, so, Donkey Kong's legs. But then again, Mario Party 9 was one of the worst, so I don't know. <laughs> Donkey Kong's legs. Uh, th- this is actually uh, not a recent phenomenon. This goes back to, I think, Donkey Kong Country Returns, where Retro beefed up Donkey Kong's uh, arms. Um, his forearms, in particular. Um, they-, they made them thick and beefy. And as a result, Donkey Kong's legs look more spindly. Um, and it's really noticeable in this game because you, you see him kind of from a more top-down perspective in a lot of these mini games. 
and and so it's and, and on the board i guess so it, it's different from seeing him you know from a side view but yeah i mean this this is been a consistent part of his look for over a decade now i, I guess he just skips leg day all the time now uh, he does. We know he does push-ups because we've seen him from Donkey Kong 64. Starts with him doing push-ups, uh, one-arm push-ups even. So I guess he just doesn't work out his legs, and it's caught up with him. And that's that's fine. That's that's continuity right there. That's consistency. We've never seen him do squats. We've never seen him do uh, you know, the, the leg lifts, but we've seen him do push-ups. So it's paying off that. Uh, that bit from DK64. Final thoughts, David, on Mario Party Superstars. What 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 do you think? Kind of lacking in the the single player department. You know, could have used a mini game island type thing, but uh, you know, the online multiplayer, which mm-hmm. I haven't really talked much about, but uh, you know, due to your disdain of you know playing against people, you know, but you know, if you're into the you know, the the party stuff, the multiplayer online stuff, you know, probably your best Mario Party in terms of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, if you're like a G-Man or if you're like Rick and that's what you look for in Mario Party, this this is going to be exactly what you've wanted for years. Maybe since Mario Party 8, maybe since Mario Party 6, I'm finding out all sorts of things here. But, um... If you're like David and myself, and, and you're looking for a more robust, uh, lonely hearts club experience, uh, you, you might not find it here. But that doesn't mean it's not worth your time. If you have any nostalgia for the first three N64 games, uh, I, I think you'll be in for a treat. I don't know how much replayability you'll get out of it. And I think that will be told in time, especially when we find out what they're adding, uh, if they're going to be adding anything. Uh, but it's nice to have a return to basics, in all honesty. Um, like, I, online multiplayer is what makes this game. Online multiplayer out of the box is what makes this game. And it, it does make me question, though, why they didn't just put the original trilogy on Nintendo Switch Online with that functionality. Um, cause I'm, I'm not fussy when it comes to modern polish on these games. I don't need Banjo Kazooie remastered. Uh, I don't need the original Duncan Country trilogy redone. I like the way they look because they are of that time. Um, but playing this, uh, they, they capture the spirit well. Like I said, I love the way Donkey Kong looks and acts in the game because that's always a dodgy proposition, especially for a cameo game. But he, he comes off well here. Not a toothy grin jackass. Half the time he's a, a gummy smile moron. And, and I love that. Um, so, you know, the Mario Party community is loving it. So bully. Bully for them. Um, I, I just hope that, um, we're done with Mario Party on the Switch. Like, I, I want them to expand on this. And add more classic stuff, but I don't see any need for any more sequels. We've had the more uh, experimental like, title that drives the series forward, and I still think they could have done more with that with DLC, but whatever. 
Um, and, and now we have the, the classic package, like, uh, new Coke and classic Coke together on the shelves. Um, win win. But if, if they try to do a sequel, if this becomes rote and tired again, then I, I will complain about it. Because then it wouldn't even be Coke anymore. It, it would be something bargain basement. Like the RC Cola of Mario Party. No, wait, RC is Mario Kart Home Circuit. This has been a File 2 production. Qué rico.